This is Ozarks at Large. If you're a movie fan at all, you know what that is referencing. It's the movie Gone with the Wind. There's a reason we heard that. And to help me explain that reason on this Monday is Randy Dixon with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Randy, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. And why did we hear Gone with the Wind music there? (laughs) Well... Um, you know, that that's a 1939 movie and huge blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there is what one, maybe what five to eight second shot <laughs> right. in the opening credits of the old mill in North Little Rock. So that's sort of an early claim to fame for Arkansas as a backdrop for movies. We bring this up because our subject this week for Prior Center Profiles, movies in Arkansas. Yes. And our friend Bob Cochran uh, has written a book called Lights, Camera, Arkansas that sort of outlines, you know, all of the uh, places that have been shot in Arkansas, but also a lot of the stars like Dick Powell, right? Uh, Alan Ladd, right? And there's no way we can, in, you know, get everything in Arkansas movie history because there was Bronco Billy, who was the first big cowboy star in the silent era. A lot of other movies, right? But we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of them, including one of the big ones, True Grit. That'd be Glenn Campbell. Yeah, that was a huge film, and they had the world premiere in Little Rock at uh, a, a place um, called the Cinema 150. It was a big uh, new place, and the Democratic Party did a fundraiser, and he he didn't really know about that, but uh, they raised money and uh he was he was there for the opening and Glenn, how do you feel about tonight? Oh, I feel great, really. It's kind of really one of the big highlights of my life, I think. We've seen you as a singer, heard you as a musician, and now we're going to see you as an actor. <laughs> Any last thoughts before this film rolls? <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope it comes out good. Here's the great thing about the history of movies in Arkansas, and there are some that are very well uh, reviewed Sling Blade and Mud and things like that, but there are the others oh that oh my gosh, yes, that I really that I also have a very special place for that maybe the critics didn't love, but we sure did. Charles B. Pierce, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> the town that dreaded sundown. Well, I mean, you would you would call him a B movie uh, director. I mean, he was a an advertising guy in Little Rock and just decided to dump all of his money into making movies. And, you know, he did some good movies. But his most famous, you know, was The Legend of Boggy Creek. If you're of a certain age and you grew up in Arkansas, you saw this at the theater. I mean, it got held over at Baxter Theater because so many of us went to it more than once. Oh, and it scared the heck out of you. Oh, yeah, it did. All right, you've got well, something connected. What he did, he he did it like a documentary. We were dealing with uh, authentic happenings in documentary style. So 
our problem was to make this picture entertaining uh, and and stay uh, with the truth, you know, truth about it. And it is true, and it is exactly the way it happened. We even shot uh, a great, uh, the biggest part of this film was shot in the exact houses that it happened, uh, using the exact people. Uh, we even would go into the exact room to shoot it. That's how authentic it is. Uh, in the cases uh, where a person could not play themselves because maybe directorially or they had outgrown the age, then that's when we would cast. But other than that, they were, and even then, they were always on the set with us uh, to authenticate exactly what we were doing. It's Charles Pierce. You talked to, um, not Charles Pierce, but his daughter. Yes, we talked just a few minutes ago, and she has actually gone through the process of uh, digitizing the original film, and it's been re-released. So you can get it now on uh, on demand. You can get it on DVD and uh, Blu-ray. But uh, Pam Pierce, his daughter talk to me about uh, the, the film. So it means a lot to a lot of people. So that's, that's what's brought me the greatest. I mean, I love the movie, of course, you know, and, and I'm so happy that I'm able to honor my dad and his work like that. But it, it brings immense pleasure to make so many people happy. Here's a reason that movie scared so many of us around here is because we'd heard about the Boggy Creek monster. <laughs> so, you know, there was part of you that thought, maybe that is a documentary. Maybe it is real. And there were people in Arkansas who say they encountered the monster. Well, you know, Channel 7 being the news team <laughs> that was there decided to go down to Miller County and since it was based on a true story, they talked to the sheriff of Miller County and wanted to ask him about, um, is this for real or, you know, what happened? Well, I was called here at 12.20 a.m. that they had heard a monster on or something on the porch of walking. They assumed it was a man at first. Then later on, they saw it and shot at it and said he had big red fiery eyes. And when I came up, I couldn't find anything. Then I went back home and went to bed. And at uh, 1.20, they came and got me again. They had shot at it again, and it had grabbed Bobby forward, and he had fell off a ladder onto the ground scuffling with. And he jumped up and ran through the round to the front steps and went in the house, jumped through the door glass of a door and ran in the house. Then he passed out. Well, when we got him to the hospital and got him to, he described it as being a large, hairy, armed monster of some kind. And we came back down here and looked and didn't find anything. That's the sheriff in Miller County where... The Legend of Boggy Creek uh, is, is set. And and make a note, Randy, the next time we do one of our visual, we're going to show this clip. It's one thing to hear it, oh, but we want to see it, too. But there's yeah, more. Because there's also a reporter who does a, does a stand-up walking through the woods, 
with binoculars looking for the phallic monster. <laughs> well, you've got but, a, but but wait, this phallic monster came back for more. Oh yes, yeah, and so the sheriff talks about a second visit. Yeah, my son, down close to where the folks saw it, Mister and Ms. Woods and said gas Saturday night. Well, my son lives right down a half a mile, and his dogs kept a barking and howling, and he turned them loose and sicked them on something, and it would holler and scream like a woman. Then the dogs would turn back, and he couldn't get them to run it enough to catch it or run it out. And uh, so he just finally went back to the house. Draw your own conclusions there. The guy <laughs> ran through the glass door. <laughs> Yes, and then passed out. And then passed out. What else do you have for us? Well, Harry Thomason, everyone knows Harry Thomason, and Linda Bloodworth Thomason, they uh, designing women and uh, all kinds of shows. And he was, a, he was a football coach in Arkansas and became a movie director. And um, this is him talking about a movie that they were doing called Lester Boggs. Yeah. We've been doing our own distributing in the past, and it makes it difficult for us to cover the country. And uh, like with our first two films, we still covered less than 20% of the country. And so now we've entered into this agreement with Star Master International, which will give us the needed capital and... Uh, the expertise that we need to make it a truly worldwide, big league film, so to speak. All right. You know, there was a period in the late 60s through the mid-70s where it seemed every year at least one movie was being made in Arkansas, not by an Arkansan. You had a very young Jonathan Demme who would eventually win an Oscar for directing um, – uh, Silence of the Lambs, he came in to do Fighting Mad. That was filmed in Washington and Benton County. You had Martin yes. Scorsese, who was an unknown at the time. He came into central Arkansas and filmed um, uh, Boxcar Bertha. You had Robert De Niro, a very young Robert De Niro, and Bruce Dern and Oscar winner Shelley Winters coming in to do Bloody Mama around Yellville and the Buffalo River. There was another one that was filmed around the Buffalo River. Yes, and that had a lot to do with Arkansas. Uh, Barbara Pryor, as you may recognize the name of the David and Barbara Pryor Center, uh, she was the executive producer, and um, a film was done called Wishbone Cutter. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. So the Barbara Pryor was an executive producer of this film? Yes. I did not know that until right now. I did no, not. Okay. She did the whole thing. But where are you connected with it, <laughs> my friend? Okay. So <laughs> this is crazy that you brought this up. When you, when you brought this up to me earlier today, I couldn't believe you had mentioned the words wishbone cutter because it really flew under the radar. It was filmed around the Buffalo River but much, most of the cast and crew stayed in Bull Shoals and Lakeview, Arkansas, where I grew up. 
My father at the time was the bartender at Gaston's, right, on the White River. <laughs> the folks who were connected with the film were either staying there or would like to come down and, and, and drink there because it was a, Baxter County was dry at that point, so Gaston's was one of the very few places you could get a drink. My dad was the bartender. He got cast as a bartender in the movie, the only movie he was ever in. And if you go to IMDb and you look at the full cast, Don Kellum's bartender. That's great. Well, I talked to Barbara just a little earlier today, and she talks about, uh, you know, making that movie here. Um, that was a very happy time when we made the film Wishbone Cutter on the Buffalo River. And it was uh, a great deal of fun, and we loved doing it. Unfortunately, <laughs> the film itself was not um, a success in that it was a box office hit, but um, we did have a good time doing it. And later, uh, we sold it to um, uh, the networks. NBC and the foreign rights. So it was seen by some people, but it was not a huge hit like Charlie, Charlie's film were, or even um, uh, Harry's. All right. In the same, in the same vein as Bloody Mama and Boxcar Bertha and Wishbone Cutter <laughs> is White Lightning. Yeah. I mean, we had these sort of, well, I'm not going to call them know, redneck I'm, movies, but they were very no. of... You're Arkansas. Right. No, you're dead on. They're, they were redneck movies. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Okay. And who better than Burt Reynolds in the early 70s, right? Right. And um, they shot this all around Benton, Arkansas. And actually, my uh, old chief editor at Channel 7... Ed Eves was, uh, he did some work on that. And um, so Channel 7 sat, sat down with um, Bert and talked to him about his, you know, his celebrity. But the main thing was that he had just posed for Cosmopolitan. Right. Nude. Yes. Uh, only since Cosmopolitan have I asked for as much privacy as I've been asking for lately, because people have gotten a little strange. Um, when I did a, I just did a movie in New York called Seamus, and uh, it was unbelievable. It was really unbelievable. We shot in Brooklyn, and we would have two, three thousand people. Totally uncontrollable people, and they weren't teeny boppers. They were middle-aged, lovely housewives. And they were there to collect souvenirs, like my ear. <laughs> um, and uh, it got a little out of hand. You know, I would have loved to have sat down and talked to them individually, but when they come at you like that in mass, it's a little difficult to handle. And they find out where you're at. And when they find out, they, they come up and knock on the door. They don't care what time, two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. So how do you handle it? Well, it, it used to amuse me. But it doesn't amuse me anymore because I get to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to work. I've had calls here at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I say, don't call me after 10. And they'll say, it's George McGovern's secretary, or it's Mrs. Wallace. 
is worried about George Wallace or it's Mrs. Nixon. And I'll say, what? And I'll say, Mrs. Nixon. And I said, look, you're crazy to fall for that. But I go ahead. I figure anybody that's at Enterprise, you know, I'll talk to them. What the heck? They might be terrific. So it, it, it caused, a, you know, a big stir, sure. of course, down in central Arkansas. And they uh, called for extras, you know, cast members. And... Channel 7 went and just talked to some of these mop-top, long-hair kids who, you know, wanted to be stars and be in this movie. You looking for any particular kind of part? Uh, No, ma'am. Like to be a movie star, though? Well, I'm I'm planning on going into theatrical arts, mostly scenery and background. So I'm majoring in that in college. I think this is going to be your big break in the movie? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to be a movie star? Yeah, that would really be nice. <laughs> uh, there are about a thousand people here. What do you think your chances are of getting a part of the movie? Oh, one in a thousand. Kind of like you're about to give up and go home. Well, yeah, I don't think there's going to be that much money in it, man. Talk about someone who is firmly planted in reality. It's that guy at the end <laughs> who wants to be a movie star. That's one in a thousand. There are a thousand of us here. I might get in. I yeah, love that. Yeah. And that, that and the other guys, well, you know, they just aren't going to be able to pay me enough. Well, you know. And like I said, we weren't able to even get close to all of the movies that have been made in Arkansas. Oh, no. Hey, well, let's do another one. Okay. You can find all these, uh, this information and so much more. Just put Pryor Center into a search engine. You'll find it there. Randy Dixon is with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Randy, as always, it's been a hoot. Thanks for bringing these archives. 